The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, according to the annual food price report, get ready to shell out more. The Canada's food price report for 2021 says the average Canadian family will in fact pay up to an extra $695 for food next year as the pandemic, wildfires and changing consumer habits drive up grocery bills to the highest increase ever predicted by an annual food price report. Dr. Dr. Stuart Smythe is an associate professor and a research chair in agri-food innovation at the University of Saskatchewan. And Dr. Smythe joins me this afternoon. Welcome to 630 Chad. Good afternoon, Delia. Thank you very much for the invitation to participate. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Now, you were a part of um, uh, doing the research into this. Can you tell me what it is that you look at? What are some of the factors that are considered when you're putting together this report? So what we did is is we've used consumer price report or prices of, of food dating back over 40 years to, to help us develop a model that, that's able to be pretty accurate in, in predicting what food price increases will be for, for a coming 12-month period. So, so we use Canadian data, but we also use some American data, just given how much fruit and vegetables we import uh, from the United Mm. States. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. And so when we look at these numbers, you're saying that uh, up to uh, an extra seven, well, $695 for food next year, that's the highest increase ever predicted. Is that correct? Yeah, this is the 11th time the reports come out and and all the, the previous 10 years have been less than this. Yeah. Mm, okay, so um, there's a number of different factors that go into all of this, and I want to kind of get into them um, piece by piece because depending on you know what you're looking at, maybe it's bread, maybe it's poultry. There seems to be different things happening there, but it says overall that rising bread, meat, and vegetable prices expected to lead the overall food price increase of three to five percent. Let's talk about those those meat prices. I know certainly you know in the early days of the pandemic here there was concern about meat prices given what was going on at some of the packing plants when it comes to meat prices dr Smythe, what's driving the increase there i think part of it would be the, the increase in price of of some of the the inputs that are going into to feeding livestock um into the the cost of of transportation mm. through um the fact that you know a, a good example of this is is the carbon tax that is going to come in and mm. and it's going to increase in the new year. So as as meat uh, gets transported from from processing plants here in the prairies, spread all over Canada, um, that that's going to impact the the price of of meat products all over the country. And so when I think of meat prices, obviously, because I live in Alberta, the first thing I think about is beef. But I should also think about chicken because we certainly eat a, a ton of chicken in this house. Um, but, yeah, they're saying that the poultry costs um, are, are going to be going up quite a bit as well. In fact, they're, they're up, what, 7% since July. And, and for the same reasons, having to put more things in place, having more uh, equipment, um, having to deal with COVID-19 protocols, all of those come into play on that front as well? Yeah, I mean, companies will pass on as much of the cost of, of all of the requirements for PPE and and those types of distancing on on the processing lines that 
you know, as consumers, we're, we end up paying a, a portion of those costs as well. So um, vegetables always seem to be <laughs> seem to be an interesting one, Dr. Smith. I mean, sometimes you go in and you look, okay, well, I can get a bag of avocados for, I don't know, three bucks. And next thing you know, it's like a bag of avocados for 30 bucks. It just seems to be all over the place. I know I'm, you know, tongue in cheek here, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. Well, there it seems feels to be, like it, doesn't it? It does. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're, they're, they're rotten. It's like, what is that hour that they're okay to work to, to use? Um, but, but, you know, the, those, those prices, um, you know, when it comes to vegetables, we're really at a whim of, of weather, it, it seems. That's a big part of it, isn't it? Right. So, so one of the things that was highlighted earlier in the fall was the, the number and the, the size of the wildfires in California was, was expected to delay and, and reduce the yields of, of a lot of the, the vegetable crops in California. So, mm. and, and given that we've got a, a lower priced Canadian dollar, um, we'll, again, we'll, we'll see that in, in the vegetable and, and fruits that come up out of the states. Okay, yeah, and you're also saying that some of the biggest prices could be for vegetables, cabbage, cauliflower, asparagus as well. And and, and I've had a couple of people texting, a couple of my uh, my farmers that listen, talking about uh, wheat prices and, and that sort of thing. But um, the study is also warning that things at the bakery could increase as much as 5.5%. Why is that? Well, what we did was we looked at, at wheat future prices and, and they've been trending up a little bit over the last year and a half. Now, now futures prices certainly don't correlate to, to what farmers are getting at the at the farm gate. So so we think that, that ingredients into the baking industry will rise a little bit. But but again, I, a lot of it is, is the similar cost that we've just talked about in the in the meat yeah. processing side that you know, in the bakery industry, you, you can't you can't have a group of people standing shoulder to shoulder to do things anymore. So it's it's spaced out, and and the the number of loaves, for example, per day may be reduced, right? So so that hmm. trickles over into a price increase too. You know, Dr. Smythe, I think it's really um, something else, and I've said this a couple of times on this show. I think 10 years from now, when we look at 2020 and the impact of the pandemic on on so many different areas, not on just the obvious ones, maybe some of the ones that are certainly not as obvious. I think that we are going to be, our, our minds are going to be blown at at how much the pandemic has um, has um, has affected so many parts of our world. It's like every little bit. I For some reason, I didn't even think necessarily that, you know, that it would affect, you know, my, my grocery bills. It, I just didn't wrap my head around that at all. But that is the truth, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and also the, the ability for, for our grocery stores to have full shelves. I mean, I've, yeah. I've done a fair bit of traveling in my job, and, I, and I've been to countries developing plate places where you go into a grocery store and, and sometimes half the store shelves are empty. And this is the first mm-hmm. time that I ever remember seeing an empty store shelf in a Canadian store. And mm-hmm. and that was a huge, you know, a, that was a real wake up, right? Saying that, you know, our, our supply chains for food are, are pretty resilient, but, but they can take a hit too. And, and as you say, it, it just has a, a massive impact on us. 
Dr. Smythe, I'm wondering if you have any advice on on what we can do. I, I mean, you're not a you're not a professional shopper. You're that that is not your job. But someone in this in this in in your role who studies food uh, food innovation and and supply and and all of the things going into this, do you have any advice uh, on what people might be able to do to offset what they should be looking for? Well, I think one of the areas that, that I'm hopeful is is that some of the, the frozen vegetables price increases won't be as much because of some of that, the frozen vegetables will have been products that were produced in Canada in the summertime and can just simply enter the supply chain as opposed to, say, mm-hmm. you know, buying fresh corn or, you know, a fresh vegetable in the store. So so maybe for, for a few months, I mean, having the fresh vegetables and stuff is, is wonderful, but... Um, you know, maybe putting a bit more of a mix of frozen vegetables in where the price increases yeah. won't be as noticeable. Fingers crossed. And I don't know uh, about uh, about you in, in, in Saskatoon this summer, uh, Doctor. I don't know if you have a, a, a big old garden in your backyard, but I know out here that uh, everyone seemed to have been gardening. So I think maybe, a, and hopefully a lot of people have been able to maybe, you know, mm. harvest and, and can, um, you know, this pandemic gardening phenomena that happened this year as well. Right. And that was one of, the, we did note that in the report that there was a, there was a significant uptick in the number of Canadians saying that they were using parts of their yard to grow vegetables. And, and so that's right. I mean, that's another great way that people will have, have used. Um, and, and you're right. Hopefully they've, they've downloaded the instructions from Google on how to, to can peas and blanch beans <laughs> and those types of things. Right. And then are sitting on a stockpile. Yeah, exactly. That's what. Uh, well, I, I seem to have grown enough uh, enough tomatoes this year to feed the the third Canadian division. Let me tell you. So, <laughs> and I don't even eat tomatoes, Doctor. Um, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time and your insight. I look forward to, to talking with you again in the future. Oh, it was my pleasure. Yeah, anytime. I'd be happy to chat. Thank you so much, Dr. Stuart Smythe, joining us this afternoon out of the University of uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, that's in Saskatoon, that pretty, pretty city in uh, in northern Saskatchewan. Uh, Gordon says, but you can't buy canning jars. Now what? What up? You know what, Gord? Let me tell you something. And if you were one of the many, 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 many people who decided this year because, you know, we really couldn't do anything this summer, that you wanted to go and garden, um, and you (laughs) were harvesting um, everything, you know, your beans, your tomatoes, your potatoes, your carrots, whatever it is, and then you went to find jars, canning jars, and you couldn't find them. Well, yeah, you weren't alone. I had trouble finding uh, finding some as well. I've got a stockpile, but I needed to get some more. And uh, as much as I've been telling you to, and we've been focusing on shopping local lately, I can tell you that I did find uh, a number of different jars on Amazon. Don't shoot the messenger, but I did find uh, jars on uh, Amazon just recently. I, um, I think I told you guys that I had grown Carolina reapers this year the hottest peppers 
apparently in the world. And I gave some of my friends at Northern Chicken to make a hot sauce. Um, I gave some to my friend Will Muncy out at High Water uh, Honey and Mead out in New Sarepta. They're doing great things out there, by the way. Just can't wait to let you know about the project they have going um, to do a mead. And I made uh, a mango pineapple reaper jelly but i needed little little jars that's where i ended up finding them was on amazon just couldn't find them anywhere else but um and i'd been to all the other uh, big box stores and some of the smaller ones as well